Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Cole Evans. He's the CEO of Enduro Metals. They've been pumping out some pretty high-grade results recently. And we talked to him about their plans for 2021. If you want our thoughts on that conversation, go to cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. You can also find detailed company reports and analysis in there. There's also summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time, training courses to help you with your intelligence process, and of course, a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe, friendly environment. Sounds nice. Go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Cole, how are you doing, sir? Great, Matt. Thanks for having me again. Oh, man. When was it? Beginning, middle of November? Something Felt like that. Something that. like Last, 2020. That's, yeah, 2020. That's right. Feels like a, a long time ago. Hey, um, you've been a busy boy. Have you had a good, uh, well, first of all, let's be pleasant. Did you have a good break? Did you have time off? Yeah. No, it, it was good. I mean, I can't say I, the kind of person that likes to take much of a break, but uh, it, it was good to have a bit of a recharge. Couldn't see as much family as I would have hoped to, but uh, that's part for the course right now. There you go. There you go. But you've been busy. Yourself? Oh, me. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of quiet, but we were, we're on lockdown. We weren't allowed to do anything, go anywhere. So a lot of work happened, uh, a lot of eating, yeah. too much drinking, the, all, the, all the good stuff. And, and so reflecting on last year, what a year 2020 was, and well, for yourselves included. Um, but I want to hear about 2021. I want to hear what you're going to be doing in 2021. Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm here. Do you know the bit that really kind of got me when we talked? You were talking about using leading edge technology, you're talking about AI, we're talking about just thinking and coming at mining differently. Now, you can only go so far with that. So I'm hoping there's a bit of that today, if I'm honest. Is that going to be yeah, possible? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's some of the stuff I like talking about the most. So. Cool, cool. Okay, well, look, um, given there'll be some people on here who haven't heard the Enduro story, the new Enduro story, why don't we kick off, give them a one-minute summary of what it is that you're trying to build here, and we'll pick it up. Uh, we'll pick up some of the conversations from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Enduro Metals, we're a junior explorer, and we have a 638-square-kilometer land package right in the heart of the Golden Triangle. It's four main systems, um, right from our copper gold porphyries to near-surface high-grade gold uh, veins and scars, all kinds of different deposits, all kinds of different meta, uh, metals. Our near-term focus is on the high-grade gold right now, but also, you know, kind of like our press release coming out this morning, talking about the future and talking about that longer-term growth, uh, particularly in the copper side as well. So I wouldn't say we're a pure gold focus, gold right now moving into copper and other metals as we move to the future right good good timing okay so um just to remind people that we had a conversation in november we talked about business plans strategy the team's background the takeover right you kind of removed the previous mm -hmm. management team new ideas and you wanted to implement that quickly so people can go to the link below in the description for that we're talking about moving forward with you guys so Bunch of drill results coming out, some quite nice grades, some high grade stuff, some more homogenous, lower grade stuff, not low, lower grade stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. What you expected to see? Yeah, you know, it's like I say to people so far, unfortunately, it's been such a delay, but results are starting to roll. Uh, we got our first four, four holes out on that last uh, drilling press release and say to people, Every hole we drill is hitting high-grade gold, which is great. Um, but also, too, is that, like you mentioned, those broader, lower-grade, you know, bolt-tonnage-style intercepts. And that's 
where, you know, if you look at the deposits of uh, the future, what will the gold deposits of the future look like? That's what these are. You're looking at these, these broader vault tonnage deposits. Um, so that's, that's not to, uh, you know, uh, put aside the, the near surface high grade gold. I mean, that's great. We're open to the Northeast. The last intercept we got thus far out there is 8.85 meters of 31 grams gold with about a percent copper in that as well. Um, so things are looking great. And we're also starting to see that, that bigger scale gold system that, uh, that's going to be really important and what the golden triangle is known for. So how did you, you every hole has hit high grade and this more homogenous lower grade stuff. I mean, you've used some of the previous data to kind of assess where you should be targeting and, and maybe just explain to people, you're sitting on a, a, a very sizable land package. So where have you started mm -hmm. and why there? Yeah, so that's a great question. Why do we start why there? One, because we had the most uh, it's still relatively not a lot of information, but we had the most amount of information that we could work with. And that ties back into what you're saying about using data, using technology, and how do we find the ore deposits of, of tomorrow? And when we started this process, uh, it was, it was it, well, it's never stopping. It's been a couple of years of this it's data amalgamation, um, a, a whole bunch of different things. I mean, I'm sure you hear people talk about AI and all these. It's an entire... Uh, uh, there's so many facets to it. You really, it's really difficult to explain all the processes it goes through, but we go through and we churn data. And that, that's really at the basis of this company is I would call it a data company. Uh, and we take that data and go through, and like you said, so looking at these things from the, the 1980s that were, um, you know, more or less have been overlooked since and in coming with new results out of here and saying, Hey, no, this thing is completely open. Not only is it open, the best grades that we have hit are in the open areas, in these extensions underneath, um, you know, things that either back in the day were covered in ice or the, uh, the surficial geochemistry can't pick up a four. So it's with this new technology that we're able to do it now today and seeing the success that we're seeing from it. Right, okay. So we, we're to, again, I would refer people back to the previous interview in terms of your background and why technology is a big part of what you do. Um, a lot of companies talk about, you know, they, they, they collect data and they work out where to drill, et cetera. I mean, so just again, what's new about the way that you are doing it? Why, why, is, yep. why are you going to have more success? Yeah, so what's very unique about Enduro from a junior explorer side that you will not see, um, I, you know, I would even go as far as saying, I don't think you will find another company doing it the way we're doing it, is a technology called hyperspectroscopy. So you hear everyone talk about AI and all that stuff. Okay, that's one thing. This hyperspectroscopy, now we didn't invent this technology. This is used by the majors in a big way but in a way that's too expensive for a junior explorer to use. So part of, uh, and this is this even goes back before uh, Enduro, before we got Enduro together and started this, um, was something that our team uh, privately has been working on for a number of years in how can we implement this technology in a way that a junior explorer can, can afford to do it, right? Um, and that's that's what I think has really made us successful. You know, when we look up at Burgundy, so we talked about our copper gold uh, porphyry systems. In our third hole, uh, we we made a discovery up there, nicking the side of, of an alkali porphyry system that was undercover uh, in three holes, which 
they no one had ever hit hydrogen mineralization there before, right? So it goes into, I don't think you're going to find another company using that technology, though it's a big word, but that, that hyperspectral technology in the way we're doing it. And that's just been a result of years of constantly uh, refining that process and having the right team in place that know how to do it. Right. So you, you, you've got a high degree of confidence in the technology, right? And I've noticed that your step ads are proper step ads. You are trying to understand what you've got. These aren't like small step ads or just changing the angle. This is you're really no, trying to understand no, the body. So that's going to require money as well. So how are you approaching this? Because you've also reported mineralization at the end of these holes. So you could yes. go back down there. So you've got something. How are you coming at it? Yeah. So from the sticking with a in the near term, high grade gold, um, that's what we think is going to bring the, the most immediate value for our shareholders and what's obviously the cheapest to drill. Um, part from the from that finance side, it's also a lot of it is bringing down our costs. You know, I've said before, one of our goals is to be the one of the lowest cost. Now I say green fields because, of course, if you're brown fields, there's already you know everything's already there. It's cheap. So one of the lowest cost per meter green fields explorers in the Golden Triangle, and that's it's about being creative. You know, it's it it's so easy for for anybody to just you know have a helicopter come here do everything in these in these expensive ways that are traditionally done. But, you know, I, I look at it, I, I like to think that I'm well aligned with the shareholders in the sense that I am the largest shareholder and I don't want to be unnecessarily diluted in all these things. And it, it comes down to just being creative about how you operate uh, and how you can finance your next goals without having to constantly go back to the market and uh, in, in raise capital. And that's going into 2021, we're fully funded. We did our big financing back in August where, you know, when we, when we took over this company about a year, really, yeah, about a year ago, there was uh, nearly 3.4 million in payables and there's $160,000 in the bank. Uh, we look at today, we've got nearly $6 million in the bank. Uh, we have a clean balance sheet and we've gone through a year of exploration. So we're fully funded for 2021. We know exactly what we need to do. Uh, and I truly believe that 2021 will be the breakout. Of course, we've got more data from 2020 coming, but it will be the breakout year uh, for Enduro to, to get to that bigger stage uh, in, in these bigger programs that you see going on around us. Okay, well, you named, you named a potential problem there. People have got to helicopter things in and out. Helicopters are expensive. Pilots are expensive. Fuel's expensive. Yep. Isn't that, isn't that prohibitive for a small junior like you? Yeah, it can be. It, but it goes into being creative about it. So, you know, something that we're actually going to be starting probably in the next couple of weeks is our, our winter trail access. Um, that's cutting back our helicopter, uh, you know, by 50%. So when you're talking about your number one expense and you're cutting it by those drastic numbers, that makes a huge difference financially in how we're, like we say, targeting those, those some would say lofty, but they're, they're real goals of being that, that lowest cost per meter greenfields explorer. So it is possible. You just got to, you just got to be creative. Right. Okay. So you put out a release recently talking about Chachi. Um, you're coming, mm -hmm. you're coming. I mean, and interesting. And it was quite a long press release as well. You went into a bit of detail there. Um, so why, well, one, why approach it like that? Why, you know, jump to like another another uh, one of your assets? Why not get focused in on one thing 
be clear about what you've got. Spend yeah. your money wisely. Why, why spread the money? Yeah, well, so part of that was a two-year process that had been kind of going on in the in the background, grassroots exploration. And what we said to our shareholders was, look, at we want as as data is ready, as it's as it's completed, interpreted, and ready to go to the public, we're rolling it. Um, because just from a transparency perspective, we don't want to be sitting on things that, that we think people should know about. When it comes to Chachi and it comes to that low cost, like you say, with helicopters, that's less than three kilometers from our camp, less than three kilometers from the airstrip. So uh, it, it ties back into that low cost exploration. It also ties into the scale of what the Golden Triangle is. You know, you look all around us, what are these... <laughs> They're elephant, right? They call it elephant country for a reason, and that's what Chachi represents to us. It's that you can see the the photos. Like these things are multi kilometers uh, in size, um, so it's showing that we have all of it. Well, like I said, our main focus is still going to be on that near surface high grade gold or other spots. Like there's some particular there's some spots at Burgundy and Chachi that will be touched in 2021 at a smaller level. That I think we're gonna that will bring that uh, near term value, but um, predominantly, as we said, focused on the near surface high grade gold. But anything that we have rolling already, we're going to be putting out as soon as it's ready to go, so people are are informed about what's going on. Okay, you got to love the name Golden Triangle, haven't you? It's like you put a triangle around something and it becomes valuable. It seems in this industry. <laughs> if only it was that easy, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at like it's more like a branding exercise. Well, okay. So, but in yeah. but, okay, everyone's heard of the Golden Triangle. I, I assume it's this one. Um, what, what are the comparables for Chachi? Like, you know, who in terms of what else is out there like it? What are you trying to replicate? Or what are you trying to be better than? With Chachi, to be quite frank, I don't think there's. It's really early. I don't think there's anything that would replicate it at this point in time. It is a beast of its own. Um, you know, I, I, I'm very, uh, when it comes to the technical side of things, I'm conservative in what I say, obviously being a geologist. So I don't want to, I don't want to overstretch there, but it's absolutely a beast of its own. You know, we've been fortunate to explore over 3000 square kilometers of Northwestern British Columbia, uh, in our, in our time as, as, as baby faced as I may look sometimes, <laughs> we, we've seen a bit of ground. There's nothing comparable to Chachi in my opinion. Uh, but we do know, and this is some of the press release that we, or press release we had out in January and our last one as well. Uh, we partnered with UBC uh, here in the Okanagan and the university in a, um, a what's called the geochronology study. And what they've been doing is pinpointing these different of, of these four zones we talk about on our property, and they've been pinpointing uh, chemically exactly where these fit in the Golden Triangle package. Talks about Burgundy. Um, we had a, a results come out showing that these are the same rocks that form Galore Creek. It's a I'm gonna I'm gonna plug your ears if you don't like big long words. It's called a, a silica undersaturated alkalic porphyry system. Okay, holy smokes, what's that mean? All you need to know about it is this: there's two places in Western Canada where you'll find that. One of them is Galore Creek. Of course, this is a joint venture between the world's largest gold miner and Canada's largest diversified miner, one of the largest diversified miners in the world. Uh, and the second one is the Mount Poly mine, which is a mine, <laughs> right? So it's it's good company to be in. Um, and of course, being right beside Galore Creek uh, uh, helps as well. 
But so that's, I, I would make comparisons further out there as to what we're seeing. Chachi, I truly believe is, is something completely new in its own. I mean, we've had five occurrences of high grade nickel and cobalt that we found on surface. Uh, along with the copper and silver, the copper and gold. And this is over kilometers in scale. So there truly isn't anything like it in the Golden Triangle, in my opinion. Right. Okay. We're getting all the buzzwords in. Nickel, copper, silver. It's brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I'm loving it. Um, it, it. It's all there. It's, got it's all good. You'll be a polymetallic company before we know it. So but come back and come, come back to the thinking, right? Because I'm really interested. We have loads of questions sent in around this as well, which is how do you go about planning you know, 2021, you know, drilling, okay? Do you have plans to go mm. deeper? Because everything you've done so far is relatively shallow, which is obviously good news, I suspect. Um, do you plan to go any deeper? Do you need to, or do you need to get those eye-catching headlines with high grades? I mean, what's, what's in the, what's, what's, in, what's, what's happening in yep. the board meetings around those sorts of discussions? Yeah, so we're looking at both. Um, as I mentioned, the near surface high grade, but we see a couple, particularly at Burgundy and Chachi, where you can start to see what you know. What I what do I feel is really going to move the needle? You know, let's look at let's look at other projects in the Golden Triangle that have been discovered or in their discovery phase, uh, particularly in the sulfurets camp. It's these these big intercepts of of copper and gold, right? Your porphyry-like intercepts. We've identified a couple areas. You know, one in particular is this green rock. Um, area part of Burgundy. We did a channel sample there. Um, I can remember. <laughs> so I can, I remember. I, I could. You can see this thing from the helicopter. Like I mean, that's the kind of grades you're talking about. We literally. That's how I spot it was from the helicopter. Um, if 37 meters, 1.3 percent copper, 1.5 grams gold, 28 grams silver, and 3 percent zinc on surface. Uh, completely, we went right to the edge of the snow and we had to stop. That's never had a drill hole in it. Uh, we've got some geophysics and got a pretty good idea of what the depths of that thing could be. So we're going to be targeting things like that as well this year. When you're talking about those, those deeper holes that we have a high degree of confidence in hitting, but we don't want to be going around and poking deep holes all over the place to test theories. We need to stay focused on what's going to bring value. And that's predominantly the the high grade near surface. But you've also got to play a game, right? You've got to play, you've got to play the market game. You've got six million bucks-ish mm -hmm. there. You're I, I get that you're frugal. You're a big shareholder. You want people to be mm -hmm. pretty tight with that money. You don't pay yourself a ton of cash either. I think I buy more open market shares than cash than I get paid. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all good. That's all good. That's all good. That's that's what you meant to do. Um yeah. is is how do you go about planning driving the share price up? Because if we look at the share price, your share price is sort of there or thereabouts where we were when we spoke in November. It hasn't been that mm -hmm. long a time and it's been over Christmas and the years. Now. I, I, I get all that. Mm -hmm. But people are looking for you to do something mm -hmm. new, right? You, you need to show I can run a company, not just in terms of in the field, but in the markets too. So how do you go about addressing Absolutely. the market concerns about what it is that you've got? I mean, what, what are the things you need to talk to them about? Yeah, well, I think that our biggest thing is amplifying our story. Uh, and that's one of the things we would have seen the last couple of weeks. We just uplisted in the U.S. to the OTCQB, just starting to make those those connections in the United States. And 
and growing our audience because we have the story and we know we have the goods. It's about getting it out to people. You know, our press release that came out this morning, that's the first press release we've ever translated into German. I was just having meetings in Germany with, with people yesterday. And so, so it's, it's touching those new markets. It's getting our story out there. And to be frank too, it's, it's the mining industry is, uh, <laughs> archaic in a sense, right? A lot of it is just going out, meeting people, those handshakes, lunches, all those things in the COVID world, which unfortunately for Enduro is the only thing that we've, we've known is, is a pandemic world. Uh, do having those one-on-one -on -one in person things have been difficult, but I think as we, uh, you know, transition into the spring and restrictions, particularly in Canada are going to be starting to loosen up, that's going to become a lot easier. And we're going to be able to, to get that story in front of where it needs to go. Uh, not only in Canada, but as I said, too, in those other bigger markets where ultimately uh, you're going to drive the most of your of your buying from. Fantastic. Okay. Particularly the United States. Absolutely. I think I think the OTCQB listing is is good news because uh, the volumes going through there at the moment are sensational. A lot of companies reporting back on that. Um, you've got a bit of an overhang though with the previous management. Are there warrants outstanding mm -hmm. and that need to be dealt with? Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, Matt. That's uh, so over this uh, 2021, we're going to be having it's the exact number. It's it was done in a whole bunch of weird tranches, and anyways, um, but uh, it's it's well over 20 million in warrants that are going to be coming off in 2021. So I think people are going to 20. That's starting in a, a month from now. Um, so I think people are really going to start to see that fully diluted number decreasing significantly which is important uh, and like you said talk about cleaning things up and being in the right hands that's something that we've been working on a lot over the last year not you know not just me but obviously uh can consolidating those shares uh, uh or the structure of the company tightly um allowing those warrants to to come off and in putting us in a position like i said where 2021 will be uh the breakout year for enduro metals like we'll, we'll talk. Let's talk about that because I think that that would be a, a concern for people. I know you're dealing with it. You're addressing it, not mm -hmm. avoiding it. So when you say they're going to come off, over what period? What do you think is going to happen? What's it going to mean? Uh, I think you got about nearly twenty million warrants expiring uh, next month. Is that it? So that yeah. So coming up. So yeah, they're, they're just and and you know it's it's a double edged sword. I I own four and a half million of those. But it's about what's doing best for the company, right? Um, and and I think that's that's what's best for the company. What are the conditions on those warrants? I I, I haven't actually. Um, those are like... those are thirty five cent warrants. Okay, there we go. Good. Makes it nice and easy. You shouldn't send this interview mm -hmm. out until uh, they expire. Just to let you know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, can we can we just talk about some technical questions sent in by? Shareholder of people want, Absolutely. want to be shareholder if you don't mind. Okay, so um, this one is about the northwest and northeast extension. Um, do you plan on doing any deep holes into those new anomalies that you think maybe the source of those extensions? Yeah, so we don't we don't have our 2021 complete plans out yet, and we won't until we have all the data back from 2020 for obvious reasons. But I can say uh, a a plan we're looking at closely is you have that ZTEM. Um, Anomaly, along with some other things, but what what can be seen in that press release at ZTEM anomaly and seeing that there's gold continuing, you know, these holes are ending in gold. That I think that could be worthwhile uh, worthwhile testing. 
okay. the deeper holes. Okay, and uh, nice question. Talk to me about the tax. What, what can you tell us about the Texas uh, Creek intrusion? That's a really good question. So that's a, a early Jurassic. Uh, the, the Golden Triangle has five mineralizing events. I won't talk about all of them, but I would arguably one of the most important ones or the, the most widespread one is this Texas Creek intrusive suite. It stretches all the way from if you're down at the southern point of the Golden Triangle, so the Stewart area, Premier, um, that's Ascot Mining, people may uh, recognize that name. Uh, it, it, these are the rocks that form Premier all the way up to, to deposits up in the northern tip near um, near uh, Red Chris and, and Newcrest ground. Not Red Chris itself, but uh, near up there and everything in between. KSM, Bruce Jack, SNP, uh, you know, like, there's more. I, I won't name them all, but uh, so point being is there's very specific times in the earth's history that made these big deposits uh, and you want to be right there with them and and that's exactly what's happening at the at the northwest zone really greater mcclymont it's it's beyond the northwest zone now okay so what can we expect to see from you in 2021 i'm, I'm trying to say you, you've come on we've had a nice chat mm -hmm. we know what's going on before we're looking ahead what can people expect from you in 2021? 2021. Well, we're going to be starting 2021 in a couple of weeks time here. Uh, we're going to be getting into the field, getting prepared. Uh, we want to be first out the gate for exploration in 2021. Like I said, we know exactly what we got to do. We know where to go. Um, and that's going to be our high grade gold. And then also talking about, again, I, these are not finalized plans yet and they won't be until we have all our data back, but knowing what we know now, um, high grade gold, further along the McClymont, looking at some of that deeper stuff, as well as Chachi and Burgundy to a lesser degree, but the, uh, the targets that are, you know, lined up, ready to go. We know exactly what we need to do there. That's what, that's what we're focused on there. Pads are even built at Chachi already ready to go. Uh, it's like I said, less than 3k from camp. So easy to do as soon as we get in. Okay. And you think that is what the market wants to, well, obviously warrants, warrants uh we need to that need to, that needs to be dealt with but you think your focus in terms of the drill bit in terms of getting ready for this exploration plan of yours that is going to be good enough for the market to go do you know what they know what they're doing they're in control know where they're going and if you continue to deliver numbers like this I think people will start to pay attention absolutely you know i mean there's a fine line between a fluke what's fluke and what's a pattern um and when it makes that switch, yeah, you'll want to, <laughs> that's, that's where you see that rise. And, and uh, I would argue that uh, we're starting to get a, a lot of flukes and uh, it's not going to take a whole lot of time before people realize that, no, it's a pattern. Um, and that, that's what builds a deposit. Beautiful. Cole, good catch up. You stay in touch. Um, um, I want to see Absolutely. what you do this year. Um, I, I like the way you describe it. The results have been coming through the drill bit. That's also appealing. Um, but stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, we look forward to catching up later in the season when uh, we've got 2021 exploration on the go and, uh, and I'm sure more exciting results by then as well. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. 
We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.